Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rose. Now it's time for the financial outlook for personal investors. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Laith Calaf, who's head of investment analysis at AJ Bell. Um, I mean, fascinating times. Um, this time last week, we had a different prime minister. Um, we've got a new one who appears with his uh, new chancellor to have uh, quietened the markets down a, a little bit. Um, temporary relief, do you think, or, or it's going to go on for a bit longer? You think we, it, was, it was an aberration. And we've now resolved it, or was it indicative of problems we're going to have down the line? Yeah, I mean, a good question, and, and perhaps a good time to, to take stock as well, and probably do need to take stock on a, week, a rolling weekly basis at the moment. But yes. Um, yes. yeah, I I think you know I, I'm kind of you know I I don't want to to pin my my stripes to any particular horse here because you know things can still change quite rapidly but it feels to me like normality is being resumed and that in answer to your question yes it was yeah. a temporary aberration because i think you know from, from my point of view there are three things that that markets were worried about and wanted to know um the first thing that they were worried about was the the kind of course of um, government borrowing they didn't want government borrowing to spiral out of control that was one big thing mm. obviously the second thing was um, they didn't want the Bank of England and the Treasury pushing in opposite directions on inflation, which again uh, seems to be um, uh, seems to, to uh, an issue that seems to have been removed. And the third thing, and, and I, I don't think I can stress this enough, is that what they wanted as well was an orderly flow of information, um, including that really important OBR report. Um, on the public finances. Yeah. And I think on all three of those things, it seems now that the market is assured that that is what they're going to get from the current administration. And I think the current administration, ex- you know, accept and acknowledge that that is what they need to deliver. I guess the question there is still obviously a question of how long this this administration would last, you know, from, from, from what I can see as an outsider, you know, it seems to have started okay. Um, but obviously, you know, the, 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 we, we know that there are still deep divisions within the Tory mm. party. So, you know, we, I don't think we can rule anything out. But I think overall, it does feel that we are getting back um, to, to, to where we were before that, um, you know, catastrophic mini budget. Uh, so um, we were going to get um, a sort of another source of budget, not quite a mini budget, but not quite a maxi budget either. Um, but that also has been delayed. Um, so where are we now looking for <laughs> indications of what the economic policies are going to be? Another, another good question. So, yes, uh, we weren't getting a budget, as you say, or a mini budget. We were going to get a mid- medium term fiscal plan. Yeah. And that was due on Monday. We're not getting that anymore. We're now getting an autumn statement. And that's due on the, on the 17th of November. <laughs> so that's um, hopefully set in stone. 
And um, from what we understand, that is going to be, you know, a kind of full picture of what the government is planning to do in terms of taxes and in terms of spending and in terms of borrowing, yes. which are all very important. And that's, of course, going to be um, uh, accompanied by uh, this, uh, the, the, the all-important OBR report. Um, and you, you might quite easily be scratching your head and say, well, actually, 17th of November, you know, that's only you know, a few days before the 23rd of November that Kwasi Kwarteng was originally going to provide us with, you know, the OBR report. And that is true. But we have in the interim had, you know, very uh, clear indications of the direction of government policy on borrowing, particularly with Jeremy Hunt coming in, you know, junking um, the mini budget, rowing back on a, a lot of the unfunded tax increases and, you know, making all the important cooing noises that markets like mm. about borrowing and that we are going to have it under control, don't worry. Mm. Um, so we've, we've all, we already know the rough direction, but it's going to be a, still a really interesting um, statement because, um, you know, there is a, a big hole to fill and obviously there are choices about how you can fill that which you yes, know, yes taxes borrowing and spending and what's the mix between those and where does yeah, the act yeah, fall yeah. let's briefly um just have a, a pause for breath when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This is Simon Rhodes. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Person Investors on Share Radio, where I'm talking to Leith Califf, Head of Investment Analysis at AJ Bell. Um, now, we need to talk about the Bank of England, because in fact, the day before the mini budget that caused well, the markets already were getting pretty antsy because whereas the Federal Reserve had increased um, their rates by 75 basis points, the Bank of England, having sort of given the indication that would be the same from them, only raised by 50 basis points. And so already things were looking a little bit dicey. Um, what are we expecting now from the Bank of England next Thursday? Because, I mean, gilt prices are very different than they were just a week or so ago. They sure. Yeah, yeah, they are. So I think, um, you know, I don't think it's ever... Uh, right to kind of try and predict with any certainty what nine people in a room are going yes, to decide. Yes, yes. It's just totally unpredictable. But if you, if you look at what markets are currently pricing in, it's looking like a, a, a 0.75% uh, increase, which would take us to interest a base rate of 3%. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's, that's come down. Markets were expecting a 1% increase um, a couple of weeks ago. Again, like I say, because they they felt the Bank of England was going to have to overcome not yes. just inflation, but also government fiscal policy as well. So that's that's edged back. So actually, and that's reflected in the gilt yields, as, as you say. So, um, you know, I think the the path for interest rates is is still upwards. Markets are now thinking that we're going to hit five percent next year, um, and clearly, which that is, is sort of the average long term rate, really, isn't it? Before final financial crisis, yeah. it was four to five percent. So you're absolutely right to point that out. That this, these are not abnormal rates of interest in a normal economy. I think what is abnormal is the speed with which we have reached this point. Um, yes. You know, it was only it was only a year ago in November that interest rates were at point one percent. 
a few months before that, banks banks were preparing for negative interest rates. So it's it's the speed with which this has happened. And of course, I think the key concern is obviously what we've seen already is what's going to happen in the mortgage market. Um, and, and I think already a lot of pain is already in the price there in terms of the mortgage market. Um, but that is a bit of a slow burn, I think, because pe- a lot of people have been fixing Simon in the last few years. And yes. so they're not they're not necessarily feeling the pain of those interest rate rises at the moment. It's only when they'll roll off those deals that they will yes. be open to, to market rates. And that's going to sp- take take time to bed in. And what about investors, particularly those investors who, who, who want income? I mean, for a while, suddenly annuities suddenly looked attractive again. Um, I'm, I haven't checked, but I'm imagining they're not. They're not again now. That. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, but what about um, you know yields in the in the market, both in in mm. gilts and in corporate bonds, but also on on equities? I mean, where do people turn for for income now if they need it? Well, I think from that point of view, the good the good news is the bonds are back. That you can get a reasonable income stream again from bonds. It's still way below the the. Um, the rate of inflation at the moment, uh, but then most things are. Um, yes. And actually, I think, you know, the, 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 I mean, the prospects of bonds are still a little bit um, dicey because we don't know how bad inflation is going to get. We don't know what the, you know, the Bank of England might have to do. 5% yeah. might actually turn out to be a lower, a lower band uh, in terms of base rates. And we've also got the, Q, the QE scheme being unwound. The Bank of England is going to start selling gilts as well. And again, I don't think we can really predict with any accuracy exactly what that's going to mean for the market. So there could still be tough times ahead for bonds in terms of their capital prices. But at least you are getting a yield yes. on these assets now. So you're, you're absolutely right. You can now put together, you know, a stock and bond portfolio, which can deliver something like a 4% yield for you. Whereas, you know, a year ago, you wouldn't have been able to have many bonds in there and you'd have to take some really big risks if you can. So I do think that's that's one to keep an eye on uh, and something that we may see developing over the next year that more investors actually come back to bonds. Um, and, and, you know, what does that mean for, for, for other asset prices? It's probably negative, actually. Uh, but uh, definitely a dynamic to keep an eye on. Thank you very much indeed. That's Leith Califf, Head of Investment Analysis at AJML, and that's it for the Financial financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.